do see there is writing along the length of this blade. And while the letters are not something you are familiar with, as you gaze upon this word, it enters your brain. The word on this blade is Scotadiaster. I will look at it and I'll say Scotadiaster. The blade ignites in this white flame very far in the distance. There is this pinprick of light. It almost feels like a spotlight is on you. Well, Harold, perhaps it is time for you to go and get some rest. And now we continue. his apartment when you get home um there is some mail for you uh just yes some some standard kind of junk mail type stuff mm-hmm. um the the green fraternity are doing another kind of like charity drive mm-hmm. the, the druids in town um but you also get have a letter with the three heroes guild stamp on it ah suppose i will open up that might as well you, Harold Wentworth, are being invited to become a full-fledged member of the Three Heroes Guild. You are invited to the guild premises at your earliest convenience to meet with the Master of Magic, Sestian Gorodar, to complete your initiation into the guild, and you are also going to be compensated for the completion of your first mission. Hmm. Yeah, obviously, I think Harold's probably had a bit of uh, a bit of a day, so he's going to probably get some rest before heading out mm-hmm. uh, to the guild. And of course, he has his supervisor meeting tomorrow afternoon. So, okay, that night you have a dream of note. Mm-hmm. You find yourself floating on a pool of black water under a beautiful starscape above you Mm. and the stars are reflected in the pool of water that you are in so that you are seemingly surrounded by stars and as you are floating on this water you feel yourself submerge underneath the water and then you are flying through stars through the heavens through clouds of dust and gas and passing nebula and and comets and things flying past and there's something ahead of you there's a star that is in the center right directly in front of you and it's growing bigger and bigger and you wake up in a sweat mm-hmm. mm. interesting 
Uh, what I'll do when I wake, I actually will... Uh, I think Harold is the kind of person who would do this, actually. Um, I will check on the... I guess I haven't named it. I've called it the Constellation Scimitar, but Harold doesn't actually know if it has a name. But I will check on the, the, the sort of Constellation Sword and see if there are any markings or glyphs or whatever because I guess Harold's only just discovered that it has a sort of code word um, mm -hmm. which obviously revealed itself in the ethereal plane um, uh, you withdraw it from it sh from the sheath and examine it uh, it would be middle of the night type type thing mm. Um, and you hold it up to candlelight, or do you hold it up to like a window moonlight? I imagine first candlelight. Mm -hmm. mm. um, as you hold it up to candlelight, the the writing that was clear to you in the ethereal plane isn't isn't visible. Mm. Um, it just looks like that black metal with the glitter through it. Yeah. And then I suppose being a curious sort, I would probably, you know, given that it's a star sword, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I probably would sort of see if the moonlight or the starlight has any bearing on it. Um, as you hold it under the, the starlight, those letters that you could read in the ethereal plane start to uh, manifest along the length of the blade in this this white uh, like flaming energy mm -hmm. um, they aren't etched into the blade they are like hovering just a little above the actual surface of the blade uh, and once again you you read the word which you don't know what it means you can just see the word scotadiaster mm. Yeah, so I suppose I will, I will, yeah, I will say the word as it, as it is. Uh, the blade will become once again wreathed in this white fire and your apartment is, is lit up by these flames. While holding the blade, you, you don't feel any heat mm. from the flames. I imagine you're the kind of person who would test it by maybe poking something. Yeah, probably um, maybe like a, like a leather-bound book, something like a, an encyclopedia or something, you know, something that probably... Something, like, like, something on hand. You're like, I wonder if I just poke that. Yeah. Uh, it will catch flame with these with this white fire. Interesting. Uh, and burn. Uh, would... would uh, okay, I'm going to make uh, an intelligence check for Harold. Uh, it's not very good. 11. I would say, would Harold make the connection that this is likely to be radiant flame? Or an arcana? Yeah. Well, I got, call it an arcana. Yeah, I think that's the same for me. I, I did roll already. Okay. I, it, we'll call it an 11 because it, it wasn't, you know. Um, no, you, you can't. You can't ascertain exactly what kind of flame this is. Mm -hmm. Interesting. There's, there's more you can do if you'd like to do things tonight, or you can get back to sleep. I suppose I'll examine the other side of the blade as well, just to see if there's any different writing on it. You flip it over, and that writing is 
there as well. Yeah, it's going to be like projected from the sword, I suppose. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you know what I'm going to do? If I, I'm going to, I'm going to take the sword mm-hmm. and sort of, um, sort of like kind of wield it to a point ahead of me, you know, in that like double handed grip where you, you sort of almost like a torch, like a modern mm-hmm. day torch, not a fantasy flame torch, like an actual, like, like you would a torch with a yeah. beam. And I, I'm going to, given the dream that I had, I'm going to sort of sweep the getting there's a there's a there's a proper word for like the sky like the dome of the sky it's like like an arc across yeah like i'm gonna basically like scan with sword through the night sky i suppose okay uh give me a uh i think this is an intelligence Mm -hmm. but i'll give you advantage given your studies of the stars Okay. Turns out Harold is not that intelligent. He is wise, but not necessarily intelligent. Yeah, he's, uh... Okay, 14 with advantage. You scan across the the arc lines across the sky that you're familiar with, that the, the stars and what you now would call planets travel across. Mm. And you, you do this for some time, and then you find yourself pointing... Uh, towards what would be the southern point mm-hmm. of the stellar sphere, the part of the the sky that doesn't move. Yes. That, that things would appear to rotate around. And as you point towards this, the, the flames flicker more than they were before. Um, and there's like a, a feeling of... It's hard to put into words, but it feels like longing from the blade mm-hmm. so what I'll do uh, can I get you to make a charisma saving throw please yes saving throw oh man four <laughs> okay you Harold Wentworth standing in your apartment this blade pointed up towards the sky a beam of white fire shoots out from this blade Mm. towards that point in the sky and it burns a hole in your ceiling Mm. Uh, and you are you are just you you are just holding on to this blade you aren't wielding at this point it is doing something and you are just holding on for dear life and this beam continues for a solid three seconds what are you doing? Kind of wrestling with the blade. I'm going to uh, produce my constellation sphere. And mm-hmm. I'm going to see if anything on the constellation sphere is brighter than normal or like if a constellation has appeared or uh, anything out of the ordinary on the sphere. I can take your passive perception for this, I think. There is just next to the southern star, a new star has appeared on that constellation sphere. Mmm. Interesting. And the sword you're holding, after a few seconds, that that beam of energy stops and the flames flicker out on the blade. Mm-hmm. And you are left in your room in darkness. With a skylight, apparently. Oh, I don't think the landlord's going to be very happy about this. 
Maybe potentially news mending. Mm. Huh. I'm gonna, um... I've been doing astronomy PhDing for a few weeks now. I'm gonna assume I have a star chart handy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to, uh... I'm gonna write down the... I I'm gonna annotate the star chart with this... with this mm -hmm. star. Uh, as you, I, I imagine this takes some time to like pull out the paper and start doing yeah. this, these notations. As you're doing this, there is a, a knock on your door. Mm. Like with, with some force. I'm going to use the well-established uh, safety hole uh, <laughs> to peer through. <laughs> uh, there are two guards at your front door. Oh, oh dear. Uh, yes, I will... I will open the door. Not fully, though. Just sort of... Mm -hmm. Enough that a clear conversation can be had. Yeah. Um, keeping in mind, this is very late at night. Mm. Uh, the guard will lift his lantern up to cast a light across your face. Uh, you don't recognize him... Uh, or his partner, but they are part of the, the City Watch. Yep. Good evening, sir. Everything okay? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm sorry, I, uh... Oh, we had reports of a... Uh, a energy blast from, from this residence. Yes, I, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, I, uh... I'm a student at the university, and you know you have to practice your craft. And uh, you know we're legendary night owls. I'm afraid my. Uh, are you aware of guiding bolt? It's uh, it's kind of like a bit of a radiant beam. I, I'm afraid I rather lost control of it for a second, and uh, thank goodness I was pointing upwards towards the ceiling. I hope no one was harmed. No one seems to be harmed, sir. Can I please have your name here? Get, get out like a notepad and a quill. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, sorry, the name is uh, Wentworth mm -hmm. Harold. All right, Harold. Um, we've, we've been working the night shift for some time, and we haven't had any trouble from you in the past. Uh, I am going to take your name down to the station just to, to check things out. This seems like a mostly harmless accident on your behalf. Yes, uh, look, I'm I'm terribly sorry to have caused a disturbance. Um, it's all right. I don't think we need to get a justicar involved, but I want to let you know that I will be filing this paperwork down at the station if you would like to follow up. Uh, I am Constable Linton, named after uh, Daniel Linton, who sharing the, the podcast on Facebook. Oh, thank, thank you. Daniel. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, look, o Officer Linton, I'm I'm very happy for you to send me a raven with your report, should you deem it necessary. I, I do have a small favour to ask. Um, if you happen to uh, come across just a car, uh, Wentworth, th there's no need to concern him with this. Uh, yeah, you know, family can be a little complicated at times. I'm sure you, I'm sure you can appreciate that. Uh, 
everything's fine here. I, I, I'll have to be more careful in the future, of course. Clearly, I have more study to do. Well, I, I understand that family can be complicated at times. Uh, I myself have a brother. But um, yeah, all right. Just uh, be more careful next time, please. Thank you ever so much. Uh, have a safe, have, have a safe evening, please. And you. Uh, and he'll lower the lantern and walk down off your stoop down the the street. Leave. Let's close the door. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Was there was a sword in your hand the whole time just then as well? No, no, it was uh, it's definitely hidden. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Probably behind the door. There, there probably would have been a faint glow emanating from the apartment the entire time mm. Uh, mm. from the sword. Uh, all right, I'll probably uh, finish my uh, annotations and sheath the blade. Um, as you sheath the ba- the blade back in that into that sheath, mm. the the vibration, the hum in the handle that you've been feeling this this time diminishes until once it's fully sheathed it it is it feels completely stationary completely mundane once again good old anti-magic field i suspect all right uh yeah so i'll probably put the um the sword back on the uh i imagine harold probably has like a warm out for it Mm. and um the the constellation sphere uh probably sits on like one of those tripods you know that like crystal balls you can get those little like tripods i imagine harold has one of those on the mantle for the constellation sphere like everything Mm -hmm. else in the apartment would be like an absolute mess but those would have like a special place i think that makes sense yeah probably next to uh a magazine stand with um the dungeon delvers on the front cover. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then back to bed. All right. The rest of your night is dreamless sleep. In the morning, you're a little tired, given mm. the events of of the night. Um, your meeting with uh, Professor Kegstone is later this day. Are you going to head to the Three Heroes Guild first? Hmm. I probably actually don't want to be late uh, to Professor Kegstone, especially given dwarven propensity for timekeeping. <laughs> um, so what I'll do, I'll actually, uh, I'll actually spend the day catching up on some research. Yeah, like actually getting ready for this meeting because, as much as Harold isn't mm-hmm. especially studious, he still has a. Um, he still has a a sort of internal desire to impress Kegstone, you know, because he's yeah he's someone of uh, you know he's a learned person, and you know Harold mm. does want to succeed as much as he doesn't always afford himself the, the, the you know the biggest opportunity to do so, uh, and yeah, probably take the star chart with him as well. Um, it is interesting that the star did appear on the sphere because as far as Harold's aware, planets don't appear on that because they are not stars. Um, mm. So that's interesting. Um, ooh, Ross has a really good idea about what happened there, but 
leave that for another episode, I think. So, um, or, a, or, or a common room or, or a common room, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but I imagine some astronomers in the audience might have a pretty strong idea, too. Um, so let's uh, let's spend the time doing that. I'm going to do my customary intelligence role for academic progress. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you have been working hard mm. these past. I'm going to get you to roll with advantage. Good, because uh, that's. Oh, okay. <laughs> I rolled a one. Ah, and also a one. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which brings me to an eight. Now you can't. You can't technically critical fail a skill check uh, rules as written. Mm. However, yeah. however, I've never had a problem with homebrewing that you can. <laughs> yeah. I so I think... will leave that up to you, DM. It does come to an eight. Uh, wait, did I okay. roll an intelligence? No, sorry, I rolled an insight. That would Sorry, I that would make it a two. Uh, that would make um, it a two. Yeah, no, I think academic uh, proficiency, we were just rolling as a... A flat Just D20. Straight intelligence, basically. With, okay. It's low. I mean it's less than five. It's low. It's <laughs> yeah, you No matter what, it was two it was two two nat ones and it, it is however mm. we're going to the maximum, the maximum it could be uh is five. <laughs> okay, well the, the dice the dice want you to they have, have spoken. Poorly and you, they have spoken. They have spoken. I mean he, he's okay. been very distracted to be fair. Uh, it's, been, it's true. You've been very like the last, the last week has been very distracting. You were up on a mountain, and then you were attacked by a fireball, and you've been at to a, a mugby game. And then you're in the under library, and then you have you did spend some time over the weekend doing some writing. But I imagine mm. you were catching up. Oh yeah, and definitely playing I catch think, up for sure. I think maybe this morning, as you try to get ready. Your mind is still racing with the events of last night. Yeah. And as much as you are trying to to focus on the the writings that you've been reading through and, and doing, your mind is wandering. Yeah. Okay. Well. Hey there, listeners. It's Ben, your friendly Dungeons & Doctorates DM, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag... DN doctorates when you talk about the show. If you do, you might have an NPC named after you in a future episode. I'm always looking for NPC names uh, because I am sometimes like I make a character that I pick a name and sometimes I look through Twitter, I look through Facebook and I look through Instagram and I'm like who is who is commenting on our things, who is talking to us who can I immortalize in podcast history, in Dungeons and Doctorates history as an NPC? And that could be you. So chat to us on, on Twitter and Facebook and, and Instagram. Let us know what you think of the show and uh, you might end up as a character. Remember, if you want one of us, myself, Kate, Joe, Ross, or any of our characters to read a message out on the show, you can find that link via our link tree and on our website, dndoctorates.com. Fill out that short form and, you know, have us be the voice of a message that you want to have delivered to someone you care about. Uh, I'm going to deliver a message from me to you. Hey, listeners, 
thank you so much for supporting this show. We all really appreciate each and every one of you who listens to the show and spreads the words to your friends who you think would enjoy the show because we don't pay for advertising for the show. You know, the only way the show grows is if you tell people about it. And we are so grateful to each and every one of you who listen to the show and spread the word and grows this community that we have. We love seeing people on social media, you know, talking about the show. We love interacting with you and we love building up this community around Dungeons and Doctorates. It's just so great. Um, I hope you're really enjoying this episode. This is the first one in a trilogy of episodes where we take an episode and focus on each of our Dungeons and Doctorates characters. This one obviously is Harold. The next one is going to be Meredith. And then we are going to potential to round out the trilogy. They're going to be very character focused and I hope you enjoy it. It's really different to what we've done previously, but I'm, I'm really happy with how they've turned out. The next episode is coming out next Thursday, the 3rd of June. So keep an eye out for that. You can find all of that on social media. And if you haven't already listened to it, we've got a collaboration with Hit Dice Heroes where Ross jumped over there and guested on one of theirs, their one-shot episodes. And we are going to be releasing that for the next couple of weeks on Mondays so you can listen to Kira Lee who was guested on the show previously Debbie who was guested on the show previously Ross and the others I think it's a lot of fun Hit Dice Heroes is a great show and you should check it out I'm not going to keep you any longer let's get back to this episode right now uh, you get to Professor Kekstone's office mm. uh, up in the astronomy tower and uh, you wanted to be there early. I did. You might be unprepared, but you were early. You were you were early at least. Yeah, I probably gave up. You know, on uh, probably gave up on the prep when it became obvious my brain wasn't going to uh, cooperate. And so, mm-hmm. yes, definitely, probably just rocked up a little early. Probably That's with fair. a coffee. Harold's not a big coffee drinker, but he he does partake occasionally, and. Uh, probably is uh expecting the customary uh dwarven brandy or whatever it is that cakestone offers him mm. uh, and he'll probably combine it with his coffee just to make it a little less uh i don't think he he can quite um tolerate it straight today it's fair uh skimming through twitter to see if i had a name i could assign to this person but i don't so I'm gonna generate it. Cool. Just one of these things where I'm like, have I given? One of those things where I'm like, have I given that person a name yet? I don't think so. As you approach Professor Kegstein's office, you actually hear some arguing going on inside. Mm. And before you get to the door, um, it opens, and there's that PhD student who you've seen have your meetings beforehand. Yeah. And he looks very frustrated as he sees you mm-hmm. but then he like sees that he's looking at somebody and his face like shifts to being a more neutral afternoon is the is the door closed he has closed it behind him yes everything okay in there i heard uh i heard a few words just um some disagreements about academic process hmm well you know, don't uh, 
Don't give up necessarily. Can take time, you know, these things. He, he like, gives a bit of a half shrug. It doesn't need to, always. Uh, academia sometimes works too slowly. Yes, no, I, I feel that. People are very defensive over their ideas, I think. It becomes part of their identity in some ways, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Beginning to think maybe astronomy is not the place for me. I might find myself better fitted in the tinkerers, but I don't have those skills now. Hmm. And... That's funny, I find anyway. myself in the opposite. Uh, I, I studied zoology and now I'm here doing astronomy, so... He looks at you. That's very peculiar. Yes, I uh, I was gifted uh, I was gifted an item and it it really kickstarted something within me. I I don't think it's ever too late to change, is it? Really, you just I suppose have to work a little harder than some. Hmm. I wish I was good at that also, but <laughs> alas. Hmm. Well, thanks. That's actually given me something to think about. Um. I'm I'm Yenrul, by the way. Ah, Yenrul. I'm I'm Harold. Oh, uh, I've seen you a couple of times. I'm also a student of uh, Professor Kegstone here. Um, yeah, I've, I uh, I study the moon. Oh, more than anything. Very interesting. You know, my uh, my sister. She's a she's a cleric of Zathula. Uh, very closely tied with the the moon, I believe. Yes, as is. Um, the goddess of life, Kaylee. Yes, goddess of death, goddess of life. Both are very tired with the moon. But my interest is not about gods and magic. It is more about the physicality of the moon itself. I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in your way. Yeah, uh, you, you must have a meeting. Uh, no one else would climb these stairs for any other reason. <laughs> oh, no, especially not me. I'm hardly, hardly the athletic type. Well, no, nice to meet you. you I, I really, I, I hope that um, maybe a little persistence might pay off, but I suppose sometimes you also have to pick your battles, don't you? Yes, this is true. I just, I'm, I'm sure my calculations are correct. I just need to find some way to verify them. Anyway, um, I, I hope he looks back at the door, at the door behind him. It's a bit of a, like a, ooh, I hope your meeting uh, is okay. Well, we shall see. I, I'm not quite as prepared as I'd hoped, but if you think you need a tinkerer, um, a friend of mine knows someone who I think is pretty good at that. So uh, if we meet up again, I, I, I may try and get you in contact, you know. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, new gear can shed a lot of light on a problem, uh, so I'm told, at least. Uh, so far, I've been using uh, the professor's uh, uh, telescope, I think he calls it. Very interesting origin, I, I think. Yes. Well, uh, I've somewhat advanced in my PhD at this point, so maybe we'll have a chat and I'll, I'll tell you how to work your way through the academic um, acquisitions uh, processes. Oh, my goodness. I... Yes, well, I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that at all. I uh, uh. No, those people are terrible. Trying to get money at the university? Good luck. Yes, well, 
Huh. It's funny you mention that, but uh, it's probably a story for another time. All right, yes, no, I, I'm, I'm running a little late, so I'll let you go. But uh, <laughs> look, good luck. I, I hope it works out. Thank you. Uh, and you too. He'll like shuffle past you down the stairs. I imagine you, you give it a moment and then knock on the door. Yes, absolutely. I, I knock. <laughs> uh, who, who is it? Uh, Professor, it's me. It's, uh, it's Harold. Oh, Yes, of course. Harold, please come in. Come in. I I lost track of time. That's all right. So did I, I suppose. Uh, how, how is everything? Um, he looks, uh, as you walk in, he looks flustered. Ah. Uh, if you've ever walked into a room after an argument mm. and there's a person kind of like pacing, mm. he is not like fully engaged in the in in you appearing in this room he hasn't even offered you a drink oh uh, uh harold please yeah have a seat how how have you been well all told i've i've actually been pretty good to be honest i uh i don't know i always seem to find myself uh, on the uh the more exciting end of town recently but uh Yes, well, I, uh, I, I, um... A bit of resilience is always good to have, especially, um, in academia. I think a bit of resilience is good all around. Yes, it's, so, uh... uh um, he, he, like, looks at you. Can I offer you a drink? I'm sorry. Terribly rude of me. I, yes, I, I would, uh, uh, I'd love to warm up this coffee. I've, uh... I'm sorry, I, I'm a little uh, out of sorts myself. I, I had, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you about it. I had a very interesting evening. I'm, I think you would find uh, find it interesting, although it, it I think it, uh, it's a little more of the, the mystical end of things, but uh, I'm sure you would have some interest. But no, I, I would I would love a drink. Uh, yes. Good, good. Uh, he'll warm up some of that, that dwarven, dwarven rum that he's so fond of. Um, and you wanted some of that coffee warmed up here. Put that on the, the stove top too. Great. So, so tell me, Harold, how's your, your research been going? Look, I'll be honest. I was hoping I could come here with, uh, a little more than I have. Uh, gosh, I, you know, during undergrad, it, I, I was never the best student, but at least I, I always find time to get at least something done. I, it's so easy to get distracted, you know, as you get older and people pull you one way or another. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I do have the, I, I had worked on these star charts, uh, looking at yours, they, they seem a little lackluster, honestly. Uh, you are just starting. So, you know, it takes some time to just get to the level I am, I'm at nothing to worry about. You'd think with this orb of mine, I, I would be a little better at it, you know, having such a good reference. But uh, it turns out drawing isn't really my forte. After all is said and done, uh, not not a very dexterous well, person. Well, I do, I, I do remember your sketches of of that planet being not the best, but it was good to have you there with me to verify my own eyes. Oh yes, I mean. Of course, it's a it's a shame all of the the things that happened afterwards. Of course, but I uh, I suppose I won't press too much into that. It seems like 
more of a family matter, but I... I appreciate that. No, it's it's mostly handled. Uh, we had the funeral over the weekend, and... Ah, uh, I, I am sorry to hear that. Uh... Well, uh, it's been a bit of a rough time with the family. Cause a bit of a rift, you see. But that's... None of that should, should be burdened on you. Um, it, right, I think of course. I'd like to focus more on, on our discovery for now. Yes, I think so. I mean, uh, I mean, I suppose at this point I'll, I'll have to defer to your experience a little bit. I know you've told me in the past that uh, a lot of people aren't, what's the word, uh, receptive to these ideas. But of course, these observations are a fantastic start into, I suppose, what we will need to hopefully convince some people of of what we've discovered. Uh, I- they're, they're definitely compelling. I think once we get up this paper written and submit it for, for review, I think we'll definitely be able to to maybe convert a few people, assuming of course they don't think that what we've what we've sketched, what we've seen, are just uh, tricks of the the light or our own flights of fancy. Uh, yes, well, I was thinking about that. Of course, uh, you were. Uh, there are many of these wandering stars, uh, planets. Uh, do you think one observation is enough to? To publish a paper, or uh, do we need to go up and perhaps uh, and perhaps uh, visualize some other of these uh, planets? I think one should be fine for now, with the intention of surveying more of them. The the season uh, is shifting, and doing observations out up on the Wandering Peak is probably getting towards the. Uh, the last chances we'll get at the moment. There are other places we can do observations too. Yes, I suppose. I'm, I'm sorry if I, I I'm a little distracted at the moment. Um, of course, I've I've also got these these papers for you and and Potentia uh, and Meredith to sign. Ah, right. Of, just, of course. Yes, the university. Uh, really, we should have signed something before I had you come out with me to kind of waive any uh, legal rights you may have for recourse if anything untoward was to happen to you. And that's sort of on me for not doing the paperwork properly. But this is the university's way to to compensate you for the, the trauma that you've been through. Um, assuming, of course, that you you won't pursue any further legal action against the university. Ah, of course. I suppose they don't call uh, call it the major solicitor for nothing, do they? Uh, uh, the university does have a, a long, long history of legal practice and legal scholarly study. But I, I have to say... It's it's from what I've been able to read. It sounds like a pretty good deal. Um, I think, yes, you'll see here. Each of you will receive a uh, hundred and fifty gold pieces as compensation for the the trauma of 
uh, the event that you were a part of, um, which, as you know, is quite a quite a good amount of money. Uh, yes, no, I mean it's um, well, it's a significantly larger amount than the stipend. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But uh, look, uh, I know for my part, um, you know, no lasting harm. Uh, it, good. It's a sh- good. it's a shame, you know, things turned out the way they did, but they, you know, that that's happened now, and I'm I'm happy to leave it at that. You know, no one could have foreseen those events, uh, not yourself included. Uh, I I hope the university understands that. I, I can't speak for the others, but uh, I, I'd be happy to distribute the the, the papers to them. But I, I'm I'm more than happy to sign the papers. Uh, I'm not really one well, just to... Once, once you've signed them, um, just take them into the administration building and they'll be able to, to process it for you. Yes, yes. And, no, and of course, of course. Um, you have my, my deepest apologies for the, the trouble that you, you went through. Well, I, I don't think any of us blames you, Professor. Uh, you know, who could have foreseen that golem showing up and... You know, whoever whoever got to your cousin, they're they're quite powerful people. Uh, I understand, and well, you know, it's it seems like my cousin was mixed in with quite a what's we'll their free thinking crowd of of young dwarves out in the the Wandering Peak. Uh, he has he definitely had his supporters. So, any anyway, uh, let's let's meet again. Sorry for for the meeting being so short, but I think we'll meet again next 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 week, and we'll work on this paper together about this this planet. Uh, I don't know if you have much experience with submitting academic papers. Not really. Uh, it's it's rare as an undergraduate that you get to. Uh you know, really get involved in the process behind, you know, beyond, like, the, the, the classic reports as assignments and things, but uh, obviously I've been reading some of the literature that you sent, and that's given me good, some ideas, good. of course. Uh, astronomy is not exactly a, a, a as formalized of an academic field as some of the other ones, so we still use some of the older methods of peer review, um, modern, well, I say modern, really kind of the oldest ones have modernized in, in recent years. A lot of the wizarding circles, uh, they submit papers to periodicals that get reviewed by various people and then come back for... Anyway, we're, we're a little different in the astronomy department. We, we haven't got as big of a reviewing audience as other subjects do so instead we'll actually be presenting our research in front of a, a jury of our peers so to speak ah. uh, and and that they'll have the chance to to cross-examine our research in the the moment we will of course submit the paper beforehand so they can read it but uh there is not as many uh astronomy journals as you may think there should be uh, and unfortunately a lot of them are written in elvish oh interesting 
Yes, it seems that a lot of uh, elves used to do studies of the stars. But of course, a lot of those studies have had to be thrown out given the, the turmoil that, well, what some people would say the stars, but I think our planet went through. Yes. I'm, so, I'm afraid I don't, uh, I haven't read too much on that uh, subject, but uh, I briefly, you know, as a school child in history, it's, it's, you know, infamous, I suppose. But uh, look, you know, uh, unfortunately, I, uh, I don't, I don't really know Elvish very well uh, at all, in fact. So um, I'm not sure if that will be an issue, but I've been having some, uh, an undergraduate doing a, who's doing a, an honors year doing some translation they happen to be an elf so they've been quite useful as translating some of these these periodicals into common that we can all read excellent yes that sounds grand well all right uh, i i'll uh, you know put my ideas together and uh we'll see where we're at next week and hopefully we can come up with something i mean i i'm, I'm really excited for people to learn about this you know it's uh it's a very fundamental shift i suppose in how we view these, you know, so-called wandering stars and... It, it'll definitely give people a, uh, uh, an idea of where they are in the in the world. Uh, you know, to think that there are other planets out there with maybe other people, it really... I mean, yes, of course, there are other planes that people magically travel to, but that seems somehow fundamentally different to this well of course I, I i i suppose it's well i mean it's so established now isn't it it's uh you know we've known about such things for thousands of years at this point and uh i suppose we always thought the material plane was small in comparison to some of those and perhaps it's in fact not perhaps it might be much bigger than we originally thought um i mean yeah, you may have bumped into my my other student, Yenril. Uh, He's been trying to calculate the distance to the moon. He has some notion of actually traveling there, which is preposterous, of course. Well, I suppose it does pose some challenges, doesn't it? I mean, you can't teleport somewhere particularly easily if you haven't been there before. You know, I've, I've read I've read those accounts uh. and even if you got there it's probably f you know full of ghosts which sounds like an awful place to be ha ha yeah yes uh, uh. well maybe that's a story for another day in fact but no i understand uh you know who knows though i mean you know people weren't particularly receptive to this idea of planets perhaps with a little more uh, research he may surprise us all yet that's true i mean i don't want to bring my own beliefs into this uh, as a dwarf from the old from one of the old religions i don't necessarily believe that that's where my afterlife is up there but uh you know some people can can believe what they want to believe and i'll believe in good old idea yes well who's to say i suppose until the time comes. Uh, well, I, I'm glad you're at least doing somewhat okay. I hope the university doesn't get too far into your case. I'll uh, 
I'll get these papers signed for myself, and uh, uh, I, I'm sure the others will probably, you know, uh, read through and uh, sign them as well, and uh, we'll return them to the correct place, and we can all move on, I suppose. Good, good. Yes, we. I hope you have a, a good rest of your day. I'll see you next week. I'd like you to, in the time between now and then, uh, take the notes that you took up on the mountain and turn them into uh, something of a something that resembles a sentence at least. Yes, I. You know, is hoping this week is a little more mundane than uh, the past one. You can put your your observations into a table. That'd be very helpful. Okay. Yes, that's a, that's a great suggestion. I suppose uh, you know tables are a lot easier to read than a long rambling paragraph. Put your observations into a table and uh, do a, a short paragraph about your your thoughts. You know, discussing the the observations. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, I'll see you next week, and uh, we'll discuss more about. The, this paper and the defense we'll have to to make after once we've submitted it. Awesome. That sounds very exciting, actually. I'm sure for you it's a little less so. <laughs> well, usually my papers don't require much of defense. This is a kind of a big step for me as well. But I'm pretty confident in our research. I hope you are too. Oh, no, I mean, you know, uh, we have the we have the data to back it up and Hopefully that's enough. Indeed we do. Mm-hmm.